Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buff Nation. Let's go. 2023 style. 2023 style. Air horn it up. Uh, we are presented by the American Raptors. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Joining me, RK. RK, uh, Cole Cook, our guy, actually hit me up in the Discord. He said more air horns. I told him to be careful what he wished oh, for. Oh, God. more. <laughs> that's a lot of air horns. Yeah. Um, as I said, Jake, on Twitter, 2023 is the year of the Buffaloes. It is. And I believe it with all my heart. It's It's, it's time. It is time. They're coming. We're right. coming. We're coming big time. <laughs> big time. Um, we're going to finally talk about the Coach Prime documentary. I think it was a nice preview of uh, some things to come. Uh, I learned a lot about not just Coach Prime, Shador, Travis, the city of Jackson. Sam. Sam, yes. Yep. I forgot about Sam almost. Yeah. It was really, really well done and really illuminating. It was. You want to dive right in? Let's just go right in. Where do you want to start exactly? I know exactly where I want to start, Jake. Let's hear it. I've been saying this a lot, and I have never, ever been more sure about how wrong Coach Prime's haters are about him. It is unbelievable how wrong they are about him. And it's sad because... It shows you that they've never given him a chance. Right. Because these people say things like, he only cares about himself. Watch it for five minutes. <laughs> and you will learn that that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, Coach Prime cares seemingly about everyone. Yep. The, the way that he cares about his players, uh, I believe, is second to none. The way that he cares about his family, I think, is really special. Mm -hmm. um, the way that he cared about the city of Jackson, the way that he cares about people in his circle like Sam is really remarkable. And maybe it's more remarkable to me just because of the bullshit that is out there about Coach Prime. Uh, and, it, and it honestly makes me mad watching this knowing that people are just out there spewing this garbage saying, Oh, he's only about himself. He he's just in it for the money, blah, blah. It's just like, you absolutely know nothing about coach prime. Um, and the, the other sad part about this, and it's not all of it, but I think some of it, uh, is like underlying racism BS like that. It's like people see this extremely successful and smart, and strong and all of that in a black man. And I just think they get threatened by it and they start to make up shit because if you watch this, you'll just know. And of course it's going to be a little bit um, Hollywoodified for lack of a better term. Right. But you, you see the way that he cares about his assistant coaches and all this stuff. And it's just, it baffles me the garbage that is out there about him because it just shows that people Never gave him a chance, never looked into him just because he's flashy uh, and, you know, he has a great nickname. People think a certain thing about him. Right. And I think one of the more telling things that kind of drove that point home is when you hear Coach Andre Hart talk about him, the linebackers coach, and just how, yep. how much love he has for him, what Coach Prime has been able to do for not only Coach Hart's career, but just being a friend of Coach Hart. Uh, they've been together, what, 20-some years? Yep. They've been coaching kids forever. 
Uh, coach Hart says he's going to make Coach Prime's going to make him a head coach one day. Love and that. I truly believe it, and it's going to happen to a lot of these guys too, um, because he's elevating a lot of people around him, Sam included, Travis Hunter included. Uh, the interactions we saw with him and Travis going into that first game, yep. how badly Travis oh. wanted to play, knowing he was hurt, and he still kind of let him play, even yep. though he probably shouldn't have, but he just he could tell just how much it meant to Travis to play that game in front of his home, uh, friends and family. Um, yeah, Coach Prime's just amazing. I, where do you want to go now from here? Because there's well, a lot. <clears throat> I, I think the other biggest takeaway I had, and this is another thing that I've talked about quite a bit that just was fortified by, and we've only seen two of the four episodes so far because right. that's what they've released, um, is just how smart he is. Yep. Um, and again, people think that the, there's like a gimmick. I just I feel that when I when I hear people talk about Coach Prime that don't really get it, it's like oh yeah well he was really good at football and now he's a coach mm -hmm. and that's why people want to play for him, and that's not it. Um, first of all, he gets football on you know a master's level or beyond. Um, but what was really illuminated here is how much he understands people and understands these players, and I think the Travis Hunter scene was the best scene of the whole thing because. He told Travis something that I believe to be so true, which is no one changes their standards for what they expect for you based on your health. And I think it's one of the biggest problems in football, football media, all of that stuff. And, you know, I've fallen victim of it myself. I'll just look at Russell Wilson as a, right. a perfect example of this. He's been banged up all year. No one gives him a break. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do for one game. Then you go right back to it. Uh, and it just showed me, like, how much he understands what the pressures that these players are under, how much he understands the expectations that they have for the number one player of the country playing at Jackson State. If you go out there and you don't dominate, all of a sudden they're questioning your name. They're right. questioning the hype. And so he, he really wanted to make sure that he didn't put Travis in a position to fail. Um, and in the end, because he cares so much about these guys and he feels that he knew that Travis was going back to his home state, his first ever game. And he just said, all right, I'm going to let you play because I trust you to tell me and tell the trainers if something feels off. Mm -hmm. and I, that's what happened, basically. I mean, up until this point in the documentary, Travis still hasn't gotten back on the field. I know it took him a while. I think it was a bit more than halfway through the year when we finally saw him back on the field. And he was kind of his old self. Uh, just going back to Travis, though, I love the behind-the-scenes uh, footage of him just out there fishing with his girlfriend, just hanging out. Um, he just seems like a cool dude, man. Uh, really down to earth, just likes the the simple things in life, and is just happens to be an insane athlete and really good at basically any sport he plays. Yeah, uh, I have to admit, while I was watching that, all I could think of was we got to go fishing with Travis Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> we have to go fishing with Travis Hunter. Get Ryan Green out there, get some mics on us. Let's go fishing and just talk. Like, yeah. you know. Um, I did a show with Will Parks, who used to play for the Broncos, uh, in the barbershop. And I said, like, this is the, pl the place where the most authentic conversations are. I think there's two other main places I think of where, like, the best conversations happen. One is the golf course. Yes. The barbershop, the golf course, and the fishing hole. Yep. Like, when you just have all this time, you know, especially when speaking of golf and fishing, all you can do is talk. You know, yep. the best conversation. So I would love to do... Uh, something with him out, out there fishing. He said if he's not playing football, he's fishing. It's great. Travis, hit us up. There's lakes out here. We'll get you... Uh, lakes, rivers, streams. Yeah. Go fly fishing. We'll do it all. We'll get it set up. Um, I want to talk about Shador because in the first episode, I really enjoyed kind of that section. I enjoyed the section in the second one too where it's just Coach Prime and his family. Uh, Shador's there. Bossy's there. I think... Wait, one more thing on Travis. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. We talked a little bit about it, but there's like a lot of people who weirdly had an issue with his announcement video when he announced he was coming to Colorado. Yeah. And I hated that because I saw someone who's like really comfortable at, with himself uh, and his girlfriend who, you know, is a character in this uh, as well, I think um, is a part of that. Like he feels really comfortable with her and around her. And I... I couldn't get enough of that video because I was like, man, this kid knows that millions of people are going to watch this video. Yeah. 
and he's being so uniquely himself and weird in in a good way, you know, and goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's a great, great. It's not normal for what what, what is he? Nineteen years old? I think so. Yeah. I don't. It's not normal for someone who's nineteen to be that comfortable in their skin. Um, so I loved that, and I thought you saw a little bit more of that in the doc uh, of just like. He's Travis. Yeah. He's always going to be Travis. And that'll take you, I think it takes you a long way in life. Not to tangent, but did you see the video on his YouTube channel where he's like playing basketball? No. It, oh my God. You got it. <laughs> it's amazing. Like he is a pure athlete. We've said this a lot about a lot of guys coming in uh, to this Colorado Buffaloes team, but man, the, the bunnies he has, like he can, he's got a stroke too, just Damn. pure, nothing but net. Like he's incredible to watch. Love it. Um, <laughs> in any sort of facet maybe he'll play baseball one day we'll see let's <laughs> let's bring it back see you um back to shador though that part in the second uh episode where it's just coach prime uh his fiance at the time mm-hmm. uh bossy's there shador's there and they're just talking about all the kids and like what makes them different um and you heard coach prime's fiance say it you know shador is the closest thing to coach prime um yep. and i think that's my biggest takeaway is obviously he has the talent He's got the support structures around him, but man, he's got the mindset to do this too, to not only play quarterback, but just be a high level athlete, someone who really just gets it kind of like coach prime did when he was a young guy. A hundred percent. And coach prime also said earlier in the doc, <clears throat> something along the lines of like, all of my kids have pieces of me. Mm-hmm. Shador has the most. Yep. Uh, and I love that they call him grown because he really is. I mean, it's even it's hard to remember how young he is because of the right. way that he carries himself, the way that he leads the team, the way that he prepares, and all of that stuff. Um, but he's he has a special special gift, which is not just the talent, but the work ethic that goes along with it and the the desire. I think he's really maybe he wouldn't put it this way, and hopefully he wouldn't be upset by this. But I think he has a drive to be as good or better. Uh, than his father in, in terms of his legacy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he doesn't look at it that way. He just looks at it, he's building his own path. Right. But um, I thought it just it, it, it displays a lot about him. Just the nickname itself tells you all you need to know. He is grown. He, he's literally a grown-ass man in the body of a college student who's going to play quarterback. Um, but he, man, he has it. Mm-hmm. We talked about that after yep. the the celebration bowl. He has it big time. And the last thing I'll say about Shador, I did not know the story about essentially Coach Prime not saying anything to him. Yeah, that was awesome. Him. Yeah. And that was really cool to hear that essentially he was like, hey, like this is on you. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you want. And I think uh, it says a lot about both of them that in the end he knew, like, I got to go do this with my dad. Right. Um, a couple other things I want to touch about. We'll talk about the water crisis, just obviously a, a terrible situation that right at the beginning of a football season not only affects your team and the school, but the whole city and just how Coach Prime and the team really rallied around that, supported Jackson back. I thought that was really cool. And just I put my, tried to put myself in those places. Just If you had to boil water to drink it or to, to bathe or to do anything, just how difficult that is. It's crazy. Um, yeah, just your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it was Bartolone who said, like, his wife brushed her teeth and got yes. sick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of times it's easy to imagine, like, this type of stuff doesn't happen in the United States. And maybe you just see, like, a, cl- uh, a headline on Twitter or something about it. Right. Um, but to see in the documentary, like, how much it affected them. And then to realize the responsibility that fell on the shoulders of coach prime, but also that team, Mm -hmm. not just to play well, to, you know, keep everyone's spirits up, but to literally go out in the community and deliver the water and all that stuff. Like a lot of times that's the professional teams of of an area who do stuff like this. Um, You know, if something were to, were to happen to Denver, it would be the Broncos and the nuggets and the Avs. Those are, men mm-hmm. who are supposed to go out there and uplift the spirits and and you know donate their time to helping people 
these are kids, right? You know, who all of a sudden have this additional responsibility while trying to balance school, uh, football, and a social life. Now you have like this weight on your shoulders of a whole city. Not that they were responsible for everything, but it's just an additional thing. Um, and the only way that you can succeed in those circumstances is with leadership. And obviously, you know, that's that's what Coach Prime brings. Right. I think that takes me to my final point, really. It's just how Coach Prime runs his team. And it's as close to a professional team as you could possibly see in the college ranks. I mean, you described it, how they helped out the community. But just when he talks to his team at halftime, you know, before the game, during the game even, um, of course he expects domination and all this. And that's going to get the headlines but he just treats these players, I think, so much more differently than I've ever seen any other college football coach treat their team. I mean, he really treats them like adults, like they're going to be <clears throat> professional football players, not that they're kids. Yeah, 100%. Um, and he reminded me of the scene where he finds out his grandma died at halftime yeah. of a game. Um, I thought that was crazy. But aside from that, you're right about him kind of running things. Uh, he runs a really tight ship. Mm-hmm. Um Pro players are different just because you can't speak to them in the same way that you can speak to, again, kids. Right. Um, but I do think he really does treat them like adults, and he has such high expectations for them. Uh, and he knows all of their potential, you know, talking about different players to the scouts and, you know, telling them, hey, he can do it. He just needs to be coached a little yeah. more carefully uh, and all this stuff. It, it was. It's really cool to see a behind-the-scenes look. We're lucky that you know we get to see this for a coach that we're, we're talking about every day because right. you just get such an, an inside look. I also just couldn't help but dream of the different people who are going to be showing up on campus at CU now. One one practice, it's Warren Sapp. The next practice, it's uh, Michael Vick. Yeah. Like it's insane. It's going to be so cool to see just the different guys. Not just on the sideline. I know he he was talking about having uh, Snoop Dogg run with Ralphie, yeah. um, which <laughs> just your mind runs wild of the the opportunities that will exist there. But um, just the the exposure and the people that that these kids are going to get to meet because Coach Prime is on campus is is really cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about from that before we move on? Oh, what can I say about that? Um, I think that I think that's good. I think that's good. I I also think he really practices what he preaches about coaching his kid, coaching his kids like their coach, right? Uh, and then fathering them like their dad. Mm-hmm. And he said it to his coaching staff. He said, "Wherever your feet are, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want uh, family to interfere with work, and I don't want work to interfere with your family. Be where your feet are." And I think, again, practice what you preach. I think he follows through with that with his kids. Uh, Do we know when episode three and four are coming out? I don't. I can look that up, though. Okay. While you do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at GameTime. GameTime is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You ever thought of or never thought you could sit 50-yard line courtside behind home plate? GameTime makes that all possible. With their last-minute price drops, you won't find a better deal this season on Buffs basketball tickets, Buffs football tickets. Uh, you better get a move on if you want a Buffs football tickets. Link is in the description. If you love DMBR, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout-out to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We are smack in the middle of bowl season. Uh, We have the Rose Bowl going on right now. I think there's only a handful more left. So if you want to get in on that right now, DraftKings has a promotion where new customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on a college football team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. New customers place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on a college football team to win and get $150 if your team does. That's code DMVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. For a pick of the week this week, Ryan, do you have one off the top of your head? Pick of the week. Yes, I do. Um, 
Quick update on my Nikola Jokic for MVP pick of the week. Yes. I gave it, I believe, at plus 700. It is down to plus 350. So it's been cut in half since I gave it out here. He's been a machine. Another one that is only going to go down in value. Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship. Mm. Plus 1,200 right now. I think it's going to get a lot lower than that. Love to hear that. Um, Just looking forward to the national championship game. 13 points between TCU and Georgia. Too many. Too many. I agree. Now, maybe when push comes to shove, Georgia just has the better players, and that's what's going to decide this thing. But I just don't understand how we keep underestimating TCU around every corner. Yep. Duggan is a baller. He's unbelievable. Both of those throws on the crossing routes that ended in big either touchdowns or conversions for them, he's like 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage when he lets that go because he knows I just have to buy enough time for this crosser to get across the line of scrimmage. Um, You don't see those types of plays from college quarterbacks very often. No, and then Quentin Johnson is just an animal too. Freak. can you believe this is the team that CU opened a year up against? Isn't that just wild to think about? It was 7-6 to six at halftime, man. I saw, Duggan wasn't on the field. I saw the uh, Barstool Colorado account, um, self-own. They quote-tweeted a tweet that they put out <laughs> before that game that was like, people keep acting like TCU is going to be a hard game. This has got to be one of the three easiest games on the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Uh, and I, at the time, I think I probably read that and agreed. I'm like, everyone's overrating TCU. Yep. Like, they don't even have, they don't even know who their quarterback is. They're in the national championship. I saw a comment on Reddit after the uh, after the Michigan game. Some guy was like, TCU literally fired the guy that built their program and went to the national championship the next year. That is wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a John Fox. Uh, Gary Kubiak situation, right? right? Yep. John Fox brought them, you know, the Broncos were in a bad, bad place. Mm-hmm. He, with the help of Peyton Manning, of course, uh, you know, steadied the ship and got them going in the right direction and then had to make the move for the next person to get them over the hump. College football can be a cruel industry. College football, or any football in general, really. Speaking of quick turnarounds, how about USC taking the L to Tulane? I, before we even came down here, I was upstairs watching. It was, what, 45 to 37, and then all of a sudden Tulane got a safety, and then you're telling me they lost. It's mind-blowing, honestly. I, uh, I didn't see the game. Um, I was busy cramming uh, the <laughs> end of the Coach Prime documentary because I've been short on time. That's all right. You got it done. Um, to the news, we already covered a few of these, but uh, I wanted to ask you about them. Leonard Payne, defensive lineman, is going to transfer in from Fresno State. Um, it was a quick decision. He entered the portal on the 26th, committed to CU on the 29th. He was only a two-star recruit in 2018, only had five and a half sacks the last two seasons, but he's six foot three, three fifteen. A lot of people have been, I don't want to say upset, but they've been kind of critical that there hasn't been as much uh, trench players and like big players up front coming in. Six foot three, three fifteen. Yeah. Uh, the five and a half sacks is actually impressive to me at that size for a defensive lineman. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's not a sack artist by any stretch of the mind. He is a space eater in the middle of that defensive line. Uh, it's one of the places that I think the buffs needed to upgrade. I trust the coaching staff. I, I trust the scouting staff. If they like the guy, bring him in, put him in the middle. You need beef. Yep wherever you can get it on those lines and and they got it on the offensive line now it looks like they've uh, improved on the defensive line it's not just the trenches though i mean they've been hitting the front seven you know they got tight end they got say Treyor coming in um he can put his hand in the dirt and block and then you can bring in guys at linebacker like jeremiah brown from jackson state he entered the portal on the 19th committed to see you on the 29th he was a 2021 three-star recruit Originally committed to Florida Atlantic, but flipped to JSU in December 2020. In 22, he had 46 total tackles, 10 TFLs, six sacks, two forced fumbles, and one block kick. Wow. He's a good one. Yeah, he got the, he is a stat sheet filler. Yeah. Um, yeah, n- nice to have him. Was he the one that got uh, ejected? Oh, I can't remember. I want to say maybe. I think he was. Okay. Um, but... Big, yeah, a big player for that for that defense, mm-hmm. and you know I think I think CU fans are hesitant about too many Jackson guys, 
I think they're, they have the right balance here. And remember, first of all, most of those guys can go, if not all of them. Mm -hmm. But also, some of these guys are coming up in at positions where you need depth. Right. You know, and if you have a guy who, you know, knows the, knows the program and knows how Coach Prime likes to run things and maybe he doesn't start for you and contribute on every play, but he can come in and play and he's a guy that Coach Prime trusts, that is a valuable asset to have. Another guy coming in from Jackson State, Tavion Beasley. He entered the portal on the 19th, committed to CU on the 31st. He played high school football at St. John Bosco's in California, was a 2022 three-star recruit, collected offers from JSU, of course, but Arizona, Arizona State, BYU, and Michigan. Only played in nine games last year, but had two interceptions. There you go. Uh, again, just another classic case of look at the, look at the offer sheet. Mm-hmm. Look at the offer sheet before you, you know, right. look at anything else. Just counted seven guys from Jackson State are in. That includes Alejandro Mata, who is a preferred walk-on. So six new scholarship guys from JSU. Yep. Not bad. Great. Um, we still need to wait on a few others, of course. Kevin Coleman still in the portal. Um, this happened yesterday. Shador Sanders backup quarterback JP Andrade entered the portal. Was a 2019 three-star recruit, originally committed to Ohio State as a preferred walk-on. Never saw the field for the Buckeyes. Entered the portal after the 21 season and was Shador's backup last year. Um, Do you feel like they need to go after someone like J.P. Andrade? Or are you comfortable with J.T. Shrout and maybe someone like Staub and Wiseman emerge? I'm not comfortable with J.T. Shrout ever (laughs) (laughs) taking a snap ever again. Sorry, JT. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if uh, this guy is the answer to that, but (laughs) improve the room. True. Is what what I believe. And, in fact, I would just rather go to the the true freshman. One of them is going to stand out over, you know, Mm -hmm. the course of spring practice into the fall. For sure. Um, John Huggins, safety, is still in the portal. Safety Herman Smith, still in the portal. Shiloh Sanders, of course, still in the portal. Um, he either needs to graduate or I, I think he can get a waiver because <coughs> his coach obviously moved states. And I think you can get a waiver to transfer to that state where your coach went to. Okay. Um, Shane Hooks is also in the portal. I believe that's it on just, like, uh, raw what's, news. What's the latest on Kevin Coleman? I don't know, man. It sounds like USC is sniffing around. That's what I heard. I tried to do a search on Twitter today, a Google search. Nothing really popped up. It's just a lot of people wishing for him to come. Um, just taking his time, I guess. Yeah, good for him. Uh, no, no need to rush it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if teams like USC are interested in you, you know, you got to gotta weigh your options and look at what you got there. What I would tell him is whatever USC is telling you probably isn't true. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially at the wide receiver position, they are going to bring in, I don't know, as many guys as they possibly can. Obviously, CU is doing a similar thing, Mm -hmm. but the built-in chemistry and trust that you already have with Shador Sanders go a long way rather than you're coming in to Caleb Williams' final season before he's going to the NFL and you're going up against, you know, an insane group of five-star wide receivers. Brendan Rice almost has 200 yards today. That's – yeah. Wait, what What was that? He almost had 200 yards today. Damn. Yeah. What was his stats? I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't see the full stats, but um, he had like eight receptions for 170 and two touchdowns at a point. Jesus. Can't believe they lost this game, actually. <laughs> Anyways, there's a, there's a lot of players there. Yep. Brendan Rice, uh, who's the other guy who's young – uh, Taj, Washington. Taj Washington, Michael Jackson, Mike, yep. uh, Mario Williams. There's four right there. Yes. Because <laughs> it sounds like only Jordan Addison is leaving, right? That's. I'm pretty sure that's it for now, yeah. So there you go. Six, just, 174, two touchdowns for Brendan Rice today. Good for him, man. Um, good for him. Yes. Um, Come to see you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Let's get a little bit of hype going because while you were away and while we were doing shows remotely, Coach Prime was attacking the 2024 class. And Dre and I talked about this a bit on Thursday and Friday. But I want to talk to you about this. 
So this is from five days ago. Uh, Jawan Johnson, four-star athlete in 2024, is down to four schools. Florida, Georgia, LSU, CU. How about that? As I've said before, I'll say it again. One of these things used to not be like <laughs> <Yes>. the others. <laughs> Crazy. Three SEC schools and the buffs. Um, Johnson, as I said, he's an athlete. He threw for over 4,000 yards and 43 touchdowns. He ran for 1,300 yards and 17 touchdowns in his junior season. Beast. Absolute animal. Um, and there's more. Five-star linebacker TJ Capers is down to five schools. Georgia, Miami, USC, Louisville, CU. Crazy, man. Just <laughs> number, number one linebacker in the class. Every one of these, the buffs are ending up on every one of these graphics. Yeah. Number one, what was it? They're in on the number one corner, safety, and linebacker? I believe so. Um, we're not done yet. Um, there's at least two or three more. This is Ellis Robinson. I think he is, yeah, he's a five-star cornerback, so he's one of, if not the top cornerback in next year's class. Yep. Top five, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Miami, CU. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, man. Really quick, on his graphic there, he has, um, his name is Ellis Robinson. Mm -hmm. His graphic says Ellis Outside. Island. Is that two, two on the nose? Eh, it's a sweet <laughs> Photoshop, I'll tell you it what. It is. I just like, I can't imagine myself saying that if he comes to see right. you. Uh, he'll have to earn it, I guess. Um, Four-star running back Stacy Gage is down to eight schools. Uh, five foot eleven, two hundred pounds from Tampa, Florida. Top ninety player, number seven running back in next year's class. Penn State, Florida, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, USC, Miami, CU. Hey, let's go. <laughs> really quick on the uh, island topic. It just reminded me of a dark time for CU where we had so many injuries at corner <clears throat> that we had to move this like slot white slot receiver to corner. And gosh, someone in the comments maybe will remember the kid's name. But they were literally playing him at corner against Matt Barkley in USC. And he had an interception. Uh, and then he got the island nickname. Gosh, what was that kid's <laughs> name? Like Amon I, I just want to say Amandola, but obviously it's not. Danny Amendola. Comments come through for us on this. Number 15, I think. Gosh, I can't remember. Anyways. Um, anyways, so these guys put out top 15s, but or a top 13 and a top 15, but that's like, I mean, okay. might as well post all your offers. Anyways, this is Heaven Brown Schuler. Uh, he says he's five-star. I think he's only four-star rated, though. Six foot four, 290 pounds, uh, defensive lineman. Top 13, South Carolina, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, OU, Michigan, Texas A&M, Penn State, North Carolina, Oregon, USC, Virginia, CU. Did any of those schools other than CU not play in a bowl game this year? Uh, Virginia. Okay. Um, was OU in a bowl game? Or did you say besides OU? Did OU miss the bowl game? They only won like six games, I think. <clears throat> Yikes. That's got to be a bad feeling the year after you lose Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Um, and then this is five-star safety K.J. Bolden. He has 40-plus offers. He's narrowed it down to 15 schools. Six foot one, 185 pounds from Buford, Georgia. Number four player in the 24 class, number one safety, as I said. Top 15. Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, Georgia, Michigan State, Ohio State. Oregon, South Carolina, LSU, Michigan, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee, USC, CU. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, yeah, we do love it. We On love this, it quite a bit. People don't know what's coming. No. Um, because <clears throat> obviously, Coach Prime comes in this year. He has really less than two weeks to put together a legitimate class, and he did it. He was able to flip enough guys to get a top 25 class in the country in two weeks. Now we're talking a year's time before he brings in his next class. And top 10 almost feels like underselling it. And I believe, I can't remember who it was. One of the guys from On3 tweeted out and essentially just said like, CU is ending up in the top five of every kid in the country that is highly sought after. 
It's a numbers game. They're not going to get all of them. Yep. But if you end up in 50 top fives right. of the top 50 players, you're going to end up landing at least two or three of them. Exactly. J.D. Pickell said that. Yeah, and to land two or three five-star or upper-tier four-star players, and they're going to land more than that, but that alone is game-changing. You know, right. you already have Travis Hunter on the field. Um, you have Shador Sanders on the field. Hopefully both of those guys for the next two years. Um, you're adding more and more. You already brought in multiple four-stars this year. Dylan Edwards, we haven't even talked about him yet, wins the fastest man at the Army All-American or whatever yes. it was. Um, he went full Usain Bolt on him, <laughs> celebrating before he even crossed the finish line uh, and still ran 4-4 while pointing at his opponent. Um, so, you know, like, like I said, you get two or three. I'm setting that bar as low as I possibly can. Right. They're probably going to get five to seven or more. <clears throat> then all of a sudden you're starting to build an entire roster of top-tier talent. Well, guess what happens when you have an entire roster of top-tier talent? You win and win and win and win and win. Yep. Um, so it, it's this class, this, this 24 class is going to most likely be the greatest recruiting class in the history of Colorado, uh, and he's well on his way. For sure. Already um, two four-star commits, right? Three. I three four-star commits? You got two receivers and Dylan defensive. Edwards. No, for 2024. Oh, for 24, yes. Um, yeah, sorry. Two, two already, and they're both defensive mm -hmm. linemen, right? Yep, from the same high school, Valdosta, Georgia. Let's go. Um, I should have put this together for today's show, but tomorrow the Under Armour Next All-American game is going on at 5 p.m., I believe that's local time, so that's in Orlando, Florida. It's 3 o'clock our time. So right when we're going live tomorrow, uh, Dylan Edwards is going to be playing in this game. Um, Morgan Pearson's in this game. Oh. I think Adam Hopkins is in this game, too. Great. There's, uh, I'll put a list. I'll tweet it out here later on. Um, but to your point, what you were talking about with this 24 class, I know 2020 is kind of just a scuffed year because not only COVID, but because Jackson State season just – got kind of canceled or delayed or whatever. Um, they only had one transfer in, one enrollee in that 2020 class. Coach Prime's next year in 2021, that class ranked 251th composite rank. 2021 class, 52nd composite rank. Of course, it has Shador Sanders, uh, Dejon Warren's in that class. Um, I believe they talked about him in the documentary. Yep. Jeremiah Brown, who's also a buff. Cameron Silman Craig, Herman Smith. Um, tons of guys in that 2021 class. You go up 200 spots year over year. Then next year, 2020 or 2022, you get Travis Hunter in. You're only ranked 122nd, but, I mean, you get a five-star. You get Kevin Coleman in. Yep. Uh, Tavion Beasley was in that class. So, yeah, 20. if you thought it was crazy this year, this time next year is it's going to be a world of – World different, honestly. Right, and then just wait until all these transfers mm -hmm. succeed here. Yep. <clears throat> and the way that you know, and they play, and they, and especially like these wide receivers are catching balls from Shador and going crazy and having huge games. Then you're going to be another a, a top transfer destination again. Uh, and this is the number one thing that CU has never been able to do is bring like back in the day it was JUCOs, right? Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> schools like Arizona State and Kansas State would have a down year, and then they'd turn around the next year and add, like, 10 JUCO kids that right. could start for you right away uh, and turn it around. Well, now it's just the transfer portal, but, you know, we saw last year was, like, the first true wild, wild west of the transfer portal. Yep. So you got absolutely mopped. Lost all their good players, didn't bring, in any good, didn't bring anyone in to replace them, mm -hmm. and you saw what happened, 1-11. Well, now the tides have turned, and now CU is able to get these guys in with their transfer requirements. Um, and next year is only going to be even crazier. So the the ball is rolling. They are going to have to win football games to keep the momentum rolling. Yep. Um, and I have a lot of confidence that they're going to do so. Me too. It's a new era. Yep. Um, if you guys want to get your questions in real quick, we'll get to them shortly. But I want to tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMVR. They have a brew for every occasion. And stay tuned tomorrow 
We'll have some uh, Breck Brew news coming oh, very shortly. Oh, Breck Brew news. Um, yeah, it's about to be a very exciting time. You can, of course, get my favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour, Ryan's favorite, the Strawberry Sky, or any of their great beers by using their beer locator. Check out www.breckbrew.com. Use the beer locator to find a Breck Brew near you. All right. Let's open it up. What do we got, Kale? We got nothing so far. We nothing have some. So I've seen them. Uh, um, scroll down. There's two from Jamel down towards the bottom. Jamel always comes with the questions. Further, further, further. <laughs> All right. There's one coming up here soon. There's one. Uh, Coach Prime said he wanted a he wanted a celebrity Ralphie handler. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I can assure you, no one will be holding a rope. As a celebrity Ralphie handler. Yes. Now, I'm all in on getting anyone to put on uh, the, the Ralphie handler uniform. Stand out there with the guys. Maybe you can run like 10 yards behind them, um, but that won't be happening. And then there was another one from Jamel. Uh, any word on the Amazon Prime sticking around for the buffs in the 23 and 24 season? Stay tuned. Yes. Um, I was told last week that news was about to break about that hasn't happened yet so i don't know what's going on but i think they're at least close to some sort of agreement on something like that yeah um i mean we've obviously seen that coach prime is well invested into social media and all types of other media covering him and his team i wouldn't i would be surprised if there wasn't something uh yeah that's a good one throw that up from josh new buffs fan here are there any chance i should know or learn Need to know the SCO, first off. Yeah, I mean, that's just like the rally call, right? The the roll tide is SCO buffs. Right. Um, there's a, uh, you got to learn the fight song. Fight song's mm -hmm. big, big for us. Uh, I won't go through that one. <laughs> um, but that that's that's one that you got to get down. Um, week three, you're going to need, um, I said it sucks to be a CSU Ram. That's, mm -hmm. that's a iconic chant. Yep. Um, I think those are the main ones. Um, yeah, for now at least. For now. We'll see what happens with Coach Prime and everything that he's... Uh, New traditions. Trying to change here, for sure. Um, I saw a couple comments just talking about uh, James Houston. He was drafted out of JSU last year as a... I think there was... I don't think it was the documentary. I saw some video where he was talking to the coaches because I think he was playing off-ball linebacker. Mm -hmm. And they were struggling to get him on the field at off-ball, and Coach Prime was like, well, this guy might actually be our best pass rusher. Um, and they talked, there was a meeting between, I don't know if it was Brewster or someone else, but it was another coach and Coach Prime in there, and they're trying to convince him, hey, man, you need to switch to outside. Um, well, he's got the most sacks of any rookie so far this season with eight. What? Uh, Aiden Hutchinson has seven and a half. Carl Laftis, five and a half. Isn't he uh, also in Detroit? I think he is, yes. So they have one and two? They have one and two. Damn, Detroit's building something, man. They are. Did you see the um the sneak that when they what they did with Aiden Hutchinson yesterday? Yes. That was insane. That was amazing. They just like hit him on the yeah. side of the field and got him a pick. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Uh and then did you see that Sunday night football this week? It's gonna be Detroit, I believe, versus Green Bay. Yeah, I think winner goes to the playoffs, right? Yeah. That's electric. The whole country has to be pulling for Detroit. Yes, sir. And I did not know that. That uh, My bad. That a kid from JSU is leading all rookies in sacks. Yeah, he's been a beast. Um, I don't know. I'll look it up. I can't remember. He was like a day three pick, I think. They totally missed it on Hard Knocks, too. Obviously, because he wasn't right. balling out yet. Um, yeah, I mean, he would have been great on Hard Knocks, I'm sure. He was... Okay. Sixth round pick, 217th overall. Love it. Yep. The coach prime to the NFL pipeline is <laughs> it's, already alive. It's starting. Yep. yep. Uh, he was first team all swack in 2021. <clears throat> um, That's huge, man. Mm -hmm. Just being able to go while you're recruiting these kids and say, look at this. Yeah. He played for us. He led the, he led rookies in sacks. And he was a sixth round pick. Like, right. All you, all you need is that chance. Yep. 100%. Proof of it right there. Uh, Travon asked, did y'all see any more transfers coming in in 2023 commits? 
Uh, we talked about the latest ones, but go check out the Prime Tracker at ddmvr.com. I got it all covered there for you. I didn't see this. The 6 7 uh, transfer from Bowling Green, wide receiver who has a CU offer. Oh, I didn't know he was offered, but uh, he is the biggest receiver in the nation, and he entered the portal not too long ago. Uh, let me try and find his name. Damn. 6 7. It's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, I'm telling you, they're putting together a basketball team between the wide receivers. Yes, sir. And uh, the edge players and, of course, the offensive linemen who pretty much have to be 6'7 to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyrone Broden is his name. 6'7. Last year, 32 receptions, 506 yards, 7 touchdowns. That'll do. That will do. Uh, did he, he get the CU offer? He did. Five hours ago. Tweeted it out. Retweeting it now. Let's go. Wear uh, number zero for Bowling Green. See you soon. See you soon, very much indeed. Um, anything else? Is there a certain music CU comes out to? Um, yes, and this needs to change. I And I'm not just uh, hopping on this bandwagon now. I've been saying for years they need to change, Ralph, they need to change Ralphie's theme music. Because right now it's uh, <clears throat> that ACDC song, Are You Ready for a Good Time? Mm -hmm. Which is like, one, not even... A top ACDC song if right. we're doing an ACDC <laughs> right. song. And we shouldn't be doing an ACDC song in the first place because it's 2022, yes. not 1985. <laughs> um, but hopefully, yeah, like even I, I've the basketball team has been using Bring Them Out from TI mm -hmm. for years. I just thought even that's like an electric, uh, more electric song for Ralphie to come out to. But I have a feeling a lot of those things will be changing. By the way, they tried to, they claimed they upgraded the sound system at Folsom last year. Yeah. The returns were not <laughs> great. Whatever they invested into that, they needed to invest more. And in fact, it probably just ended up being a waste. Yeah, Rick George was listening to uh, Hotel California by the Eagles in there to test it out. I think he <laughs> needs to he needs to jack it up a little bit to test that one out. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, great oh. question. Jamel always has great questions. Jamel does have great questions um, always. SDSU is a team that was that was talked about. Yeah. That's an easy one. Uh stays in the in the Pac twelve footprint. I've heard UNLV also, but they're like down. I mean, that's purely a market play, I think. Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind see you having a trip to uh Vegas every couple <laughs> yeah. years. Um I, w I wouldn't want UNLV though, although it would, it would be good for basketball for both sides. Uh, especially for them to join the Pac-12 would really help that program, which has historically been a pretty good one. <clears throat> I'm always interested in Boise State. Mm -hmm. um, if that's something they're interested in. I remember there were some SMU uh, rumblings. Obviously, then you bring in Texas. Um, what about Fresno State? Not a market. No? It's just not a market. They actually have pretty good fans there. Well, I should say they have – a good number of fans apparently their fans are horrible to deal with oh no um and i mean that kind of i guess in a complimentary <laughs> way um but uh that's just fresno isn't moving the needle for the pac-12 you know yeah. what i mean so i look at smu because now you're you're bringing texas into the fold right um and then san diego state just because it's such a natural fit they've had some years uh, from a football perspective, like the Rashad Penny years. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, Rocky but Long. they're also just like a very strong basketball program. Right. It seems like they could probably make the jump. Yeah, um, just looking through other schools here. As you said, Houston or uh, SMU, uh, Houston is going to the uh, Big 12 along yeah. with BYU, Cincy, and UCF. Um, yeah, uh, Yeah, man, I don't know. BYU would have made a lot of sense. It would have. I don't know why they didn't go for that. Maybe BYU didn't want it. They got a pretty big payday from the Big 12 uh, <clears throat> media rights deal. Yep. Still sure. waiting on the Pac-12 one. Any day now, hopefully. <laughs> it's going up with the ratings it on the, the Prime Doc. Yes, sir. Because I think it was up to number four on most watched on uh, Amazon Prime Video. So, like, they're getting to see on their own back end – the value of Coach Prime. Mm -hmm. And I just know that the Pac-12 and their administrators are saying, like, 
There you go. Yeah. Look at the ratings. Bring that offer up. Uh, someone asked when Pac-12 Media Day is this year. Um, I don't know if we know yet. Yeah, that's a long ways away. Um, All the way in August, right? July 29th, maybe? Okay, yeah. Yep, July 29th, uh, the 2022-23. Wait, no, it'd be 23-24. So, yes. no, we don't know yet. So, but late July. I mean, we'll yeah. probably find out months from now. Yep. April um, or something. Corey Phillips, LSU rumors. Do you remember who the two players who went this last year were? To the media day? Yeah. Though well, that was before I started here, actually. <sighs> so Okay. Man, um, all I remember is thinking, like... I can try and look it up. This is who... We sent for media day. Uh, and obviously it, it played itself out on the field. There's just no yeah. no um, star power. Casey Roddick was there. He is now a Florida State Seminole. If you're send- Wait, have you heard the re- that whole thing? No. Casey Roddick has removed all Florida State stuff from his profile. What the heck? And... Obviously, the CU fans are reading into that. Maybe they're trying to re-recruit him. Um, now, this was like five days ago that I read this, so mm-hmm. there's probably been more developments. But I did see that he had deleted some of his uh, some of his stuff. Two four seven still says he's a Florida State commit. <clears throat> um. Let me try and find his Twitter real quick. Um, but anyways, back to what you were asking. It was Casey Roddick and Robert Barnes that represented the Buffs last year. Casey Roddick and Robert Barnes. Mm-hmm. With all due respect, actually two solid players. Did Robert Barnes get hurt? I don't remember him playing this he, year. Well, <laughs> he uh, kind of got shuffled between Josh Chandler Tomato and Quinn Perry and some of the other linebackers before uh, the hi- firing. And then he became that like star player, the s- big slot player for the yeah. defense when Gerald Chapman took over. Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, those two guys like this year, it's going to be Shador Sanders and Travis, Travis Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the difference in that. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I knew we were actually. I actually was concerned when I saw those were the two guys. We chose to send again. Not a, no hate on them, but if you're sending an offensive lineman as like your star of the team, yeah, you you have an issue <laughs> for sure. Um, Jordan Tyson be a good one too. I'd be very interested to hear what he has to say after all this. Mm-hmm. Um, is that all? Tyrone Bolden. I don't know who that is. Sorry, Nicholas. Um, I think that's it, man. Maybe get for get that for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll save that. I'll get to that tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, three o'clock, I believe. Um, we'll get that. We'll have that uh, all American game going. Yep, we'll have we'll that game see going. Some Dylan Edwards action for sure. So we'll preview that right off the top tomorrow. Um, until then, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up on the way out. Scobuffs. Eighty-five thumbs up. We got to get that over a hundred ASAP. Scobuffs. <laughs>